Hi, I'm Steph Thompson, founder of the London Voice Boutique. Welcome to LVB Presents. We're a voiceover agency based in Soho, London, and in this second series, we're going to take you on a little journey behind the scenes with some of our actors. But also, I'm going to take you on a detour and talk to people on the production side of the industry to give you some of the fun stories and advice from the other side. Welcome Melody Sylvester and Emma Johnston, two very experienced TV producers. Melody, Emma, I first started working with you as production assistants in 1995 at an ad agency called Lohoud Spink, and both have gone on to have incredible careers. Emma, you are currently working as an executive TV producer, and Melody, you are now chief production officer at TBWA. Thank you ladies for coming along to have a chat with me today. How are you and what have you been up to recently? We're good. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Good. This is nice. This is nice. We're like going to be, we're gonna be professional now. Yeah. Uh, no, we're good. January. What's in development on lots of projects. Right. Just want to get something over the line. Yep. Lots of lots of that. Lots of end of year, beginning of the year development okay, stuff. Okay, so in advertising, because I'm going to talk advertising production, because that's what we've all been doing for the last thirty years. Would you say that generally over the last year, especially, it's been quite a difficult up and down um, it, mm. it sort of production has been a bit quiet at the beginning of last year and then really ramped up towards the end of last year. And now it's gone a bit of a dip again. Would you say that that's um, a fair thing to say? I or are you finding it predictable like it used to be? No, it's difficult. I, obviously, in an agency, when we talk to produ production companies a lot, mm. they're all saying quite universally that it was a really, really difficult mm. year yeah. and there wasn't a lot of work. And weirdly, from an agency point of view, because we're at the development stage yeah. and often it takes so much longer to develop stuff before we even engage a production company and we've got to go for research. So you're busy. We're you're busy. Yeah, most people would say busy doing not very much, but we're busy <laughs> trying to make, <laughs> we're busy trying to make the work yeah. uh, come to life. So, so last year would have been really busy for us. Yeah. How productive it was is, is, right. is difficult. I mean, we made two big, big ads last year. Yeah. Um, but and one of them would have taken over eighteen months yeah. to get to what from to from brief to yeah, yeah wow yeah, yeah. which is nuts yeah. really um, but it seems to be commonplace now right. that it takes a lot longer to get everything so from our, from an agency okay. point of view it feels like we're, we're busy production companies but I don't know what what's your take because obviously you're just, right at the yeah well because I freelance I sort of get pulled in when there's mm. something to work on yes. so I see less of the development stage of things yeah. Um, but I think I feel like a few years ago it used to be very predictable when there was busy times and yes. when there was quiet times in the year. Yeah. So everyone always used to say January was quiet, probably August was fairly quiet, but now it just seems so unpredictable. Yeah. 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 So and so. you can't and it totally depends on who you talk to as well. And yeah. the kind of work because if you're doing sort of retail, then you're you know you're already working on summer mm. yes. and you're planning holidays or Christmas. Yep. So. Um, it's an interesting one. I think I heard myself say to someone last year, oh, you know, an agency is probably the safer place to be at the moment because you're busy. And uh, but but I, I don't know. It's difficult. It, yeah. it, the resourcing in an agency is becoming more and more and more difficult because obviously, as you both know, it's done by fee and your scope yes. of work. Um, and often when the scope of work is done, um, it's so far in advance of when you actually get to make it. And it's you don't even know what the creative is going to be. Right. So it ends up inevitably being not enough right. to get it through. And, and that's what's yeah. really difficult. And then it becomes really difficult to get producers in like Emma 
yeah. because you're constantly having to battle between the resource and the freelance and yeah. and that whole sort of thing. So yeah, it's I think you're right. It's not as it's it almost impossible to forecast for heads of TV right. and CPOs. It, you can't Predict. tell what what when things are going to land. And also, I heard agencies that don't even charge fees for a lot of the work. I don't know how it happens with you, but the, you know, some you know, in the old days, you used to get probably used to get retainer probably yeah. most of yeah. the time. Yeah, a lot of it. But now a lot now. of it is project fee right. based, and you they agencies spend way above the amount of hours. Yeah, in relation to the fee. Yeah, it's to, you know by the time you've done rounds of amends and it's gone into research and clients changes and. Yeah. Do you think I'm I'm also finding that. Um, we're, we're finding a lot of research work is going mm. through at the yes. moment. Um, and obviously, clients are probably quite nervous to spend their budgets um, because budgets are smaller generally. Yep. So they need to make sure that whatever they then put on air is going to be exactly what they need to get across. That message is across and, and it's a strong message and it's a successful message. Do you think that there's a lot more research these days than there used to be? Because research, mm. I remember in the 90s when we were doing it as production assistants, you know, if they said to us, we're going to research a script, we'd be like, who does that? Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, my God. Who does <laughs> that? Make an animatic? This, yeah, the, these, you know, these ads are strong enough that, you know, but and, and budgets were OK. They mm -hmm. were flowing. So it was it was like a risk that clients were willing to take. But now you can't afford that. So you do you find that. that you're doing a lot of work upfront yeah. researching, but then it all dies in research or um, it, it gets not necessarily, the line? But what it feels like there'll be multiple routes yeah. and they'll research right. them yeah. to get to probably to the point that we were advocating anyway, um, it you end up spending more time on the research than they allow for production often. Right, which right. Because yeah. they don't stop the clock. Yeah. Um, they still need that. it on air at a certain yeah. time of the year. So yeah. You just find all these weeks taken out of your production oh, schedule yeah. with research but at various think, stages. But I think because you said, because it's not always about if it's not retained yeah. and it's project, long project, it, it can be difficult. I mean, they're paying so much for media. Yes. Mm. That they just can't afford to, to make a mistake and they might make one film for that year. Yeah. And it's now, I mean, I was going to ask you how you find it, but the list of deliverables. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Deliverables. It's yeah. like a shopping trolley yeah. of, of, of stuff that you've now got to get out of everything. Is that because there's so many different platforms yeah. now to deliver Social to and everyone wants a different type of uh, format, yeah. as in? Very often different edits. Right. Different very markets. often, if, if a client's making a sort of a fairly hefty campaign they'll want it to have longevity so it's going to last for two or three years so you're going to have to know it's editable for yes. future right. you know right whereas before every clients would just churn something out every year and yeah with the big yeah. budget or for a different but you know making mm. different work across the year now it's one piece of work um Needs and then that, that's why you end up in this kind of well we need a celebrity Right. And then we need a really big piece of music, and then they can justify it, you know, and then right. they rinse that out and use it for across all the different markets. It, it's so. I mean, when I think about, I, I I don't remember anybody saying using the word burn rate. Do you remember mm. talking about what's burn? A, what's burn? Like rate? when we yeah. were at Low Howard Spink. Yes. As as youngsters. <laughs> I mean, are we allowed to mention that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like no one talked about but overburn. What's overburn? Yeah, well, if you if you exceed you the amount done. of hours that's in the yeah. scope oh. of work, so now you're constantly you run burn reports. You know, wow. you're constantly kind of going, oh, uh, you know, and you are always generally uh, running over. over. Wow, I don't remember any of that. No, when no. we were when we were kind of filing our nails. <laughs> I reckon they all got paid <laughs> retainers though, no, because no. it was all retained. Yeah, yeah. Massive I remember retainers. when they brought in timesheets and oh. we were like. Pfft. I'm not filling that oh, in. Oh, like, no. hey, 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 hey. 
timesheets of the babe of <laughs> does anyone actually fill them and out all properly all the creatives used to leave them for about six months until someone used to have a uh, probably still yeah. happens now I should imagine yeah, creatives never Monday. fill out their timesheets yeah. yeah. so you just put eight, 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 eight yeah. across everything seven yeah. did that seven yeah. seven and a half <laughs> oh right okay bit of variation yeah sometimes 13 I mean <laughs> let's face it we did used to work quite long hours so going back to the beginning ladies obviously you're now at the height of your career <laughs> but, yes um how did you both start out in the industry how old were you how did you get into the industry what would you mm. tell us a little story i was 19 were you yes i was oh, yes and i got a job as a secretary in the creative department yeah at low health Pink. Yes. and creative department just to spell it out because obviously you've got to know that quite oh, a lot of okay. people don't necessarily um, know where all the creatives were. Yeah, so in the creatives department. are the guys writing the scripts. Writing all the scripts, yeah. Guys and girls. Yeah. Which were always and girls, in the sorry. agencies with the cool one, the cool people. With Everyone wanted to hang out with all the creatives. Yeah. Um, and Lowe's had a massive creative. I think it was about 30 people there. Yeah. When I 30 did. teams? Yeah, 30 wow. teams. They generally worked in, two, right? in yeah. pairs, so there'd be a copywriter and an art director in most teams. Um, and I started off there, <coughs> even though I couldn't type, I'd never been a secretary in my life. Oh. I basically lied. How did you? Well, I don't know. It's almost know. as if there was something else about you. <laughs> did you charm them? I think it was just my natural wit and uh, humour. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started out there and I was uh, uh, Mark Wenick and Alan Waldy were my senior yeah. team that I looked after. Wow. And quite a lot of the other team, um, teams there. It was great fun. And the creators used to come along. They used to write all their scripts out on these massive layout bits of paper, all handwritten awful handwriting yeah. <laughs> then used to stand over me while I used to type it out because I couldn't really type oh I'd had to practice type I had to teach myself how to type yeah by copying out of books and newspapers um but it was great fun did and you there have computers no I'm not being funny no. but computers were quite new we had electric typewriters yes I thought so and yeah. can I just say we also had the precursor to email we had lotus notes that's right <laughs> Do you remember that yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh. but also before that we had memos that yeah. we had to put in an orange envelope and run so around to the person. Oh yeah, I so missed that. I used to like that because I used to, like to like those envelopes. Well, you get to talk to people, didn't you? So anyway, yeah. I stayed there for about three years, and then I kept asking to go into the TV department because it looked really fun and interesting. And I kept asking and asking, and finally they said yes, you can go and be production assistant. Amazing. And so how long were you there before? How Mel long were you there before we came along? Melody and, and I started on started the very same, same day. day. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I think 24th I was there. of July. Was it? Yep. Maybe wow. 92 or 93 I started. Because okay. I was in creative for like a good two or three years. You were already Working in the TV department. department. She knew she seemed, and she seemed like she knew everything, didn't she? <laughs> oh, I did. I she knew did. everything. Because she did. Because <laughs> I, she knew everyone and she knew I, how all the relationships worked. I knew worked, how to and steal we were the literally <laughs> idiots. <laughs> two of us. <laughs> just sort of tripping along. So funny. Well, no, because you get the creatives on your side, you're all good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not always easy. No, I no. came from a post-production background. From that, at that point, I've been working at the Moon Pitch Company. Where had you been, Mel? Uh, oh God! Think oh my back. God! I've literally just had a complete blank. Oh, I was at post. I was at no. I was at Post House too, but I was at uh, Facilities R Us. Oh yeah, exactly. Which became Prime Focus. Oh yeah, and then became something else. Okay. Unit? I don't know. Oh. But uh, yeah, we started on the same day. I came for post production, you came for post production, yeah. and we Went started. And, and then we both started at the same time, and we worked, yeah, we had good. 
producers. But it was back yeah. in the day where it was one producer had one production assistant yeah. and everybody had their own little office and you learned of that producer yeah. everything. Mm. Yeah. And also they put me on a typing course. Did you do that? It's where I learned to oh, I still touch type. type and it was I incredible. Can't. I learned everything. Did you? Uh, uh, to we had to and listen and to every conversation. Hold on a second. How did you get on a typing course that we weren't? <laughs> Because I've been winging it in crazy. I don't remember anybody offering three, me that. Three years. So I can now type beautifully. <laughs> beautifully. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I came from post-production and, yes, and I agree, we we were taught. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to pretend. I seem to remember no. absolutely hated it. Mm. My producer, who I'm not going to name, was really horrible to me to begin with until I understood it. Yeah. And once I got it, it was great. Yeah. And maybe that, that was her way of teaching um, and was probably the way she'd been taught. Um... But I'm, I do, I know it sounds a bit kind of cliche, but I do kind of, I'm kind of glad it was that hard it now. It was brilliant. I think we I were think lucky. It was I think we were lucky because we weren't, I don't know if there was that many, no, I don't know. Maybe lots of people had that experience after us, but. Okay, so you're in charge of a big, well, in, in charge of a big TV department. How how many producers do you have and how many assistants do you have now to producers? Because I, it's changed a yeah, lot. It is different. I, at my last agency, I was at Engine. Yeah. Um, I had a really big department and it was, I mean, like 30 people because we had, it was, um, we had editors and visual effects people and we had live action people. So basically Trailer Park. Yes, so I merged exactly. Trailer Park and broadcast into one thing called Engine Film. Oh. So that's why it was quite big. Um, but uh, my current department is really, really small. It's quite a small agency. There's only 85 people. Oh, okay. So the department's about four or five people. And how many production one, assistants? Do one. You so it is, so that was going to be my next thing. I was going to say, do you think it's harder these days to get into production? Um, do you have any advice for people trying to get into production? Or maybe you don't think it's harder. I just don't think there are as many positions mm. as there used to be, but maybe I I'm just, wrong. I don't know. I've thought about this and I don't, I don't know what the answer is because I do sometimes think um, there's more ways to get information now. Yes. Yeah. Like we had the knowledge, which was a spiral-bound book <laughs> and, yeah. and a desk phone. Yeah. Um, whereas now you can go on it's social media and you can find, you can pretty much track down an email of pretty much anyone mm, yeah. in no time at all. Whereas before it was like a real mission. Well, we had to write letters. And it was out of date. Yeah, yeah and you had to write letters. And but that. I still don't regret any of that because we we had to write letters yeah. and we had to go and do stuff. And, we used to, um, and I'm not doing that whole, oh, it was harder for us back in the day kind no. of thing. Because I don't, I, I try not to do that. But um, in a lot of ways, it feels like it's more accessible now, but I suspect it's still the same kinds of people getting through. I don't know, it's difficult. And know. how do you find, you know, I, especially since the COVID years of people working from home, yeah. how do you find, because obviously what I'm trying to get to is that we had the luxury of having one producer teaching us everything. Yeah. And there is so much to learn from your side of things, the production side of things, and, and more specifically the voiceover side of things and yeah. sound sessions. But since 2020, I've noticed a lot of production assistants were obviously taken on, but had to work from home yeah. and had to learn over Zoom, yeah. which cannot be an easy way of doing it. And no. how do you find it in agencies? Um, you know, how does your assistant manage to learn from people? Uh, I, I, think, I think the pandemic, I think they are probably junior, entry level. They were probably the hardest hit, I would yeah. have thought. Because A, they weren't, they didn't, They did, you need proximity to teach. And they, so they, they would have been at home. They would have been on Zoom. But then when they started going back into the office, quite a lot of the producers weren't going back into the office. Right. And so they were in the office kind of alone yeah. because it was easier for them with their um, 
because often I'm not generalizing but if they live in a house of yes, three or four people, people they don't want to be yeah. on the, the the group wi-fi they want to get in and they want to get out and they want to but then we had a it, we found it very difficult to retain people at that level because they just were like I'm sick of being in the agency yeah. by myself with and has that improved since then or yes I would say so yeah. I mean we still don't have the luxury of having that many people um, but I think there's probably a gap in their training where because I think for us being an assistant producer was all about audio post-production yeah wasn't it I yeah mean, we were out in yeah. in Sound places like this all the time, all the time. and that's how you learn personal relationships yeah that, that's just what i find difficult and i think mm. that i don't know if it's my age possibly my age is that there's a lot of people really reluctant to speak to someone like On pick up phone. a phone oh. and yeah, speak yeah, yeah. yeah whereas yeah. i feel that we've got where we are by having those relationships with people building relationships with the post house with the bookings team yep, with the, you I know the, the guys that you can ring up and go help me i need to yeah. get yeah. last minute that's session. how you learn the, yeah. and you know just to see how people coming their friends interact yeah and then asking the for favors the amount of time i yeah. get stuff on Rinsing. whatsapp and <laughs> Yeah, you know, it got to the stage we were getting approvals on WhatsApp, and I was like, "Please, can you just oh, yeah. write it properly yeah. in an email and tell me which yeah. version of the edit's been client approved? Just don't go, it's approved on WhatsApp." Yeah, that's really it's bizarre. Because that communicate, I think that commu uh, communication hygiene. I've got a real thing, <laughs> and I think producers are, are at the sharp end of it because I have producers going, "I can't keep up with the amount of channels of communication yeah. Yeah. and for stuff like that." So you'd have teams. Slack, Zoom, Slack, WhatsApp, Slack, yeah. email. Oh, it's like, it's like a work. How would you describe? It's Slack? like an internal um, channel, chat channel thing, yeah. like oh having a WhatsApp. God. But, but it can be really put, good for file sharing yeah. and things. Yeah. But but you're absolutely right. You'll start a job, and it's there'll crazy. be a what? There'll be a Slack yeah. channel. And if you're, I don't know, if it's Friday and you say you weren't working on Wednesday, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you oh would have. Oh my gosh! It's just not hygienic. Like yeah. nobody writes an email and says, "Version one, take yeah. six, has He's been approved." approved right. But yeah. could you make sure that the voiceover is a little bit more upbeat? In yeah. I know. It's that level of detail. There's all the I stuff think. that could be easily solved in a two minute phone call then takes up like that much worth of screen well, like, space. I'm a little bit old school <laughs> and I still phone people because oh, no, you're there so is, annoying. even though you then need to follow I up. I see you with, ring and I'm like, oh, oh thank you. Just, just email me. Yeah. <laughs> just text me. Text yeah, me. Slack me for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Did I show my age? <laughs> so basically, I have found that um, a lot of people coming to us that are new to the industry don't always know the information to give us and I'm sort of okay. having to yes. spell out as an agent what I need. Now obviously that's fine, It's not. I'm not complaining, it's just interesting to see that the way I had learnt it and had the luxury of learning, it's, thank God I was a TV producer to be honest because sometimes I'm sort of having to explain to an assistant how to do their job and I don't mean that in a patronising way but it's just because thank god I know that side of it to go I think what you now need to find out is go and ask the media buyer go and ask this person because yeah. they'll immediately go no I don't know the media information you're like well you you will because they will have had to book it therefore you need to ask your media yeah. buyer but you know that automatically send through media plan or the media plans they never break that down for you anymore and, no. and reads it and we used to learn Probably. how to read it but now i have to say they've got more and more complicated yeah. i'm always pushing back going no i'm afraid you're going to have to get this that's broken not down. your job to be it reading isn't for no. me to tell them what's on there i could make it up you'd be surprised how hard it is to get a media oh it's plan. impossible and and it doesn't mean that it's not going to change you know no, I've, i, I know. seem to remember i remember be, well engine before i left that it there was a producer who was literally going the media chat uh, plan has changed 
five times whilst we're in post-production. Yeah. And so that it was, and you know, and no one seems to be worried worrying about the fact that that's going to affect the, the cost. budget. Yeah. And you know, which you would probably do in on a really tight deal yeah. anyway. And it's not just the voiceover; it's the deliverables, yeah. and it's and the post-production, and, and the everybody, cast and yeah, everything, and, the time. and not telling the, the voice, you know, having to go back to an agent and yeah. say, well, actually, yeah. You know, so that's why that relationship thing is paramount yeah. because a lot of the time you need everybody's got to pull together to make it actually happen, haven't they? Completely agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Okay, so do you? I was going to say, in terms of voiceover sessions, um, do you do them yourselves or do you have assistants to do them? Mel, I, I feel like you probably don't go to the sessions I'm anymore. Sorry, no. But Emma, I you love do. an audio session. Well, I love it. Do you know I what love it? I do miss it. Yeah. Go and ask for your cappuccino. Yeah. I don't really. To be honest, it's like. I don't really get to go out that much. Yeah, that's the problem with as you go up the ladder. <laughs> Sorry, but you the higher you go, the higher you go, the less light there just is. Just sat in a meeting. I, I want to go out and do the, the voiceover sessions. That's why I, I do stopped miss being, production. When I was of head of TV, that's what I used to miss production. Yeah. that's why I've stayed in as a yeah. freelance producer. I think I think yeah, there's a I lot to it. be said for that. Yeah. No one even wants you to go to the shoot. Oh, and because you're also because you're too expensive. Yeah. in the fee. Yeah, they're like. Sorry, what? You can stay at you home. You go to the shoot. I love voiceover casting and I but, love the yeah. audio sessions. So I was going to ask, do you get, I mean, if you're not attending, you may not be involved in the process. I don't know. No, you can no, I mean, correct I'm, me I'm on still that. Not, I see, I'm aware of it enough to, and I see what what's happening. I do like a good, I do like to look at casting. Yeah. Mm. So, how do you, so how do you go about casting and who does the casting and have you found any sort of fashions at the moment? Because I see um, the fashions changing constantly for voiceovers. I find... It, getting a voiceover brief from creative sometimes takes a lot of time. And by yeah. the time they've got it to me, I've already got in my head what I think it is <laughs> oh, that they're okay. after. <laughs> and I've got a long list together. Yeah, I very Which often Which is what they have. want, right? Um, I love yeah. I love visualising in my head the voice that I think will go with the script and the edit. I just, I like that. Yeah. Um, so I very often have got a long list and then I'll sort of whittle through it depending on what their brief is. But sometimes you get the brief that basically says, we want someone northern but not too northern. Um, like you know, jolly but quite serious. You know, is yes. that basically yeah, descriptive word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have to sort of pick out what you think the salient points are of the person that you know you think that they need. Yeah. Um, but a lot of creators are really good at giving very good briefs. Yeah. But yeah, it does I've vary. I always fancied myself as being a voiceover artist. Oh, you're not alone, love. Everyone's. Like, I, always, <laughs> I always. People used to always ask me, could you could you do the guide for you? Yeah. And then they go, you never know. I might use it for yeah. the real thing. I might be like, buy out. <laughs> and then there's right and then they go no yeah <laughs> so many times and it still happens but it's actually oh, so much harder than you think really as a pro- when no, i was why producing is nice husky south london <laughs> they do but um, i mean i've literally been pulled into the session several times when you were like a pa especially they go like oh can you just jump in yeah. and do a couple of lines for us probably just to hold it you go in you'd be like okay and then you're like Oh, oh my god, actually, I can't do really it. It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah. So nerve-wracking. So the amount of having respect. this conversation because with casting directors and so many people think they can do it, but mm. actually, and when there's a producer and a creative team directing oh you, sometimes a client, yeah. yeah, you don't want someone who doesn't know what they're oh, doing or has been Lord. trained to be able to take that direction or sound nervous or claggy because they've all gone a bit nervous. It is hard. No, isn't I've it? got a lot of respect for voice over artists. Thank you, Mel. And it's when you get a good one who knows what they're doing, yeah. it is absolutely brilliant. Because yeah. if you get someone, it's a fine line between getting someone who goes, oh, I think I've 
done that word slightly wrong. Can I quickly do it again? And then someone who does that all the time, and you're like, oh, I'm going into two hours, and I've yeah. only budgeted for an hour. Yeah, this That's is exactly thing. what the I said in another sweat. one. Yeah, yeah. I said in another. There's another. Um, podcast that I was talking about how the, as a producer the worst line you can have when you're in a sound session and it's been a bit of an ordeal getting there when the when the artist goes I think I can do better yeah what's your reaction to that it's, shut that, up it's right? fine if you thought they could <laughs> yeah. do better they yeah. won't think it right yeah. but when they it's suddenly like you're, done, like you're just like no because you've just cast doubt on everybody <sighs> yeah. in that room and you're like as a producer going Great, now we're into the second hour, I don't have a budget for it's good. If the client have just gone, oh, I like that take, yeah. and everyone's got to like that take, and they do it, then I literally, I'm like, I get that twitch, and I'm like, no, don't say it, don't do yeah. it. But if it's like, like take three, and they're going, oh, can I just quickly do it again? I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I like but if once they're everyone's aware, agreed you know, it, you look at the yeah. engineer like, turn off the talk back, <laughs> turn off the talk back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shut up, get out. <laughs> I know. Hmm. It's, it's not easy, I mean, producers, I mean, I reckon producers are probably the, the one person in that entire group who is not, having as much fun as everyone else. Like, well, yeah. just, just because, you know, everyone's the ordering budget, their food yeah. and everyone's eating their noodles or whatever and yeah. you're still thinking, got an eye on the I clock and the budget, yeah. Yes. I, oh, have I? You know, there is always that element. I mean, it's probably, we're probably kind of all addicted to it a little bit, but there is always that thing of, because if it goes really well, you won't get thanks. No, but if it goes and badly. if the voice ever doesn't deliver, they're all looking at you going, well, why did we get this person? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they chose, even though they chose you know, over like, oh, your recommendation God. even. And do you, if someone doesn't deliver, do you think badly of the voice agent, just out of interest? <laughs> yeah, I normally yeah. put a big black line through <laughs> Luckily, do not clearly use. I've never <laughs> not delivered them, my love, because you're still working with me. Yeah. Um, but would you say, one other, like a note, when you're in a voiceover session as a producer, I used to try, because if you do have a lot of people in a session, something I wanted to sort of put out there, would you agree that having one voice, yes. giving that direction to the voiceover is helpful? Because as a voiceover, I know that they prefer it when one person mm. gives it. Yeah. So I used to say to production assistants, get, gather the information from everyone, put, turn the talk back off, gather the information and the feedback from the client, the producers, the, the, the uh, creatives, and then give that one instruction. Yes, because ideally to the most just, articulate member yeah. of the team. And yeah. I used to give it to the engineer and be like, right, can you now tell them what we want? Because yes. it's, they will look at the engineer for guidance. Yes. And I think if the engineer has, it's, if they're a good engineer, they can take that, that skill is to, to gather that info and mm. give that one direction. Yeah, so and they know how to. It's hard otherwise. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, 100%. the amount of times I very often have to go to everyone around the room. What did you think of that? What did you yeah. think of that? You know, because sometimes... You leave the talk back on because sometimes no, because it's quite like, hard for the artist to I hear that. I think that's... No. Yeah, I think that's not great for them because if they're here... But then I sometimes think if their talk back's off and they can see everyone talking, what are they? What is the what artist they thinking? thinking? No, you know, because God, they're I, really, like, I think the, the advantage is it, if you have the talk back off, um, it means that the artist can't hear you and they know that you're going to be having a discussion. Yeah. And, and it could be about we want lots to of discuss things. the script, what, what, yeah. the delivery. What do you want? Yeah. 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 Did you want Who put this clown in the voiceover booth? That? Is it you? <laughs> and then, is that with fries? Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they can just hear the, the positive version of your twist around and like, yeah. that's great. However, we're going to try it a different way. I just think it's so negative. We've had artists. You know, recently I had um, an artist who, you know, he was, he had been delivering it as he was on his reel. And uh, the client walked in and went, why have we got this bloke with this <gasps> accent? You know, this is all, and he heard it all. Oh, and there's no. nothing worse 
You know, like it's just really heartbreaking but that's just when they've yeah. done and that's just I agree, bad but practice. you know, it's Full it's stop, better to keep it? the uh, There wasn't one of my jobs. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a word with you later, Mel. Oh, yeah, you. give me the name. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, so um obviously I know that voice reels you know, help you choose, but obviously you're probably a bit like me when I used to listen to them as a producer. Be like, right, three seconds or five seconds if they were quite good. Yeah. What What do you think makes a good voice reel? Is it literally a natural voice that the first thing you hear, or is there mm. something else that you're listening for? I guess it depends on the brief, doesn't it? Yeah. I do think there's a trend more now for just regular voices. Yes. But actors who can deliver it, because if you yeah. put my mum in the booth, she would not deliver. Yeah. But this is the thing, everyone kind of, we get the brief often, which is like, real people. Natural, yeah. What they mean is an actor who sounds natural, hmm. rather than real people, because everyone's quite real. Yeah, yeah I don't you can't really get, yeah. can't get real people to do it, though, can you? I did That's do a job true. a few years ago. I think what you, you had me on it was the brief was basically street casting, yeah. and I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do that because it was we'd spend two weeks trying to street cast people, and no one would ever be happy. No, you might get one or two people. No, so in the end, I think you worked, you, 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 did. you and Sophia, um, yeah, and even found people like friends of you, yeah. friends of Spires from her acting. Yeah, background you need really a level of exactly. It's because you need to know well. how to take. You need to be able to yeah. take yeah. feedback, I think right? It, I think in that's thirty fun. seconds. Yeah, I, th yeah. I yeah, it's super challenging mm. work. That I yeah. think it really is. All right. On a more general note, ladies, I talk to everybody about this. This is the bit of the podcast that everyone gets to answer. I mean, you may <laughs> uh -oh. have already said, "What is the strangest or most fun direction you've given to a voiceover in a booth?" Silence. Put your clothes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's you, Mel. Sorry, no, I can't. Th I, I, I wish I had something funny to say there, but I don't think I have. I'd really have to think about that. I think one of the funniest for me is that when you used one of my guys, Ozzy, and you got him in, and he's like this really cool oh, yeah, he's really dude, out. and then you got him in to do like loads of whooping yeah. and cheering and clapping, and he, I was like, of all the people, I would never have thought him. Did he enjoy he it? absolutely loved it, absolutely delivered, and it went on air, but it was just like, that was quite funny to choose yes. him and then get him to go in. Because I think like the brief cool originally dude. was like a real cool urban voice, and then it suddenly changed, and they wanted all these reactions Upbeat. from him. Yeah. I can't remember how I even got him to do that. But he did. He went in and he I did I remember it. having great fun though. We did have a laugh. Yeah. I think he enjoyed it, didn't he? Or did he come out oh, going, no, he loved never, it. Send no, no, never no, no. to me. job with that woman again? <laughs> no, he absolutely loved it. But it's just quite funny for me is that I was just like, he came out and went, well, I just had to do loads of whooping. And, yeah. and I was like, I love that. That was so not how it I must be nice. For, it must be nice to not have to do what you expected. Terms and conditions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no unusual ones though. Otherwise, probably in the olden days. But I'd have to. I mean, obviously really we've had the "Can you stop drinking?" Mind. in the voiceover session. We've have had you, had that have you had people? Yeah, yeah. I have the nineties turning up so drunk they couldn't. We couldn't do anything, oh, and really? then having to call the agent and say, "Oh no!" Oh, and no. I think this person was renowned for oh, being like it. Yes. So it was like, right, we'll send him her slash them in <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Hey. Can you do the session? like early to make sure well it was well we talked was i already saying this where you had to time it between the hours of 11 and mm. 1. for the creatives yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. just a little bit recovering from the hangover before they yeah. go back to the pub so i've had yeah. terrifying ones where someone's refused to do the job have you in the voiceover why have they a really well-known 
actor. Oh. Had seen the script and everything, given the agent the script and everything. We all, you know, apparently he'd seen it, they'd seen it before, um, was in the booth. And I was there on my own, and I was, it was when I was very junior. Yeah. Oh, God, and with the sound engineer, who's very experienced now, but we were both at that same level. Like, yeah. just, we were both terrified. And the, the voiceover person was someone who was very terrifying as well. I really just did not know how and to And was there a reason that. for the no? Just obviously didn't feel like it. But day. turned up. Turned up. But did want to do it. Didn't want to do it. I'm going to have a good guess after yeah. this session because I think I had something similar. Yeah. So that would be interesting. I we'll compare notes it or not. afterwards. I nearly cried. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, but I think I did cry. I think back in those days where there was less competition, artists had more power to mm. say yes or no, especially if they were celebrities. Especially if they were yeah. famous. Now yeah. I think people are more grateful for the work and it is, and I think there's just a, a natural... Um, people appreciate that actually you can't behave like that anymore. There's the whole cancel culture, but there's also just like you won't get work again. Yeah. But in the 90s, there was a lot more, I'm going to behave this way yeah. and you can pay. And the voiceover work probably that. wasn't as a bigger part no. of their, their um, it's very much do you know earning, who I am yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Is that yeah. a post-pandemic thing or no, was it just I would the way say things are going? Over the last think? few years, I, uh, I don't have anyone on my books that I don't enjoy working with. I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, I, I have a rule. I don't want to represent anyone with an ego. I just think I just want to work with people that want to work. Yeah. We're a team. Mm. I'm out there trying to get you work and you go out there and represent us well. Yeah. And if people have egos and sort of turn up and refuse to do a voiceover, that doesn't make my life any better. And I'm not going to get work off the back of that. So I don't work with people like that. And I actually go into meetings now, like anyone. <laughs> I'll just be like, have you got an ego? Because I'm not your agent. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes with age and confidence. Yeah, I wouldn't have done confidence. that 20 years ago, yeah. but now I'm just like, I'm, I'm not the right person for you. Because it it's tough you, getting work it? and you've got to, I'm, yeah, I'm working to hard to get it. Yeah, you've yeah. got to work hard for me. So Can I ask a question just to, yeah. do, do you think age, being an agent and agents have changed? Because back in the day as well, like in the 90s, whatever, agents were as formidable. Mm. You had to know how to manage them yeah. as much as anything else. <laughs> I think Doesn't it feel I think like it, it's, it's more collaborative I now, believe so, think? yeah. I wouldn't like to comment on other agents, but I do believe that people are easier to work with now. I yeah. suspect they still are. I haven't done. I haven't had to work with any of them for ten years. But I go into meetings with them, and we all get on quite well, which is quite fun, you know. But yes. Okay. Um, whereas I don't know that it would have been so. I think it would have been more uh, difficult in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think people are more aware that you've got to just work as a mm. team, whoever that is, whether it's the producer, agent, or the agent artist. I think that there's still more... a few people who don't enter the negotiations, though. Yeah. Which I feel is quite. Uh, old-fashioned it way feels of kind it. of and they kind of stand yeah. out for that right yeah. I think, and people talk yeah, yeah. you know it'll be like yeah but they're agents and yeah. so oh they? really but okay. that, I mean that's not just voiceover yeah I would imagine, you know oh, just yeah, generally yeah, yeah. talent, generally, talent yeah. That oh, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure Melzi talked yeah. about that um I'm not sure actually there's a few actors agents who are a total nightmare you know when you go to a casting and you get the castings and you sort oh, of no, you like the, the thing you're like oh no they're with that agent oh god yeah oh I'm going to get inundated with like, which agents? Yeah. What do which agents? <laughs> do not use. I will not. No comments. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. All right. Finally. Um, well, no, not quite finally. It's five o'clock on a Friday night and you've just finished a recording session. Well, imagine you have. What do you do in Soho? Now, I know you're, I know that these days a lot of people go, I'm not going to be in Soho on a five o'clock on a Friday oh night. But remember God. the old days yeah. where we were? We'd all go to the pub. Right? Yeah. Where would you go? Wow. Well, 
That probably doesn't exist anymore. Which one? To go to the Coffee House. Sun and Thirteen. Sun and Thirteen. Yeah. Blue Post. Yeah, still around. Those yeah. are still yeah, but around. I <laughs> Won't <laughs> <laughs> be being sponsored by Blue Post. <laughs> well, generally, so I love the Sunday. It depends where the creatives wanted to go as well, because you generally were you with the creative with team, and they were always up for going out yeah. and having fun. Yeah. And before you knew it, it was three a.m. But it was always Soho. Because it was crowded. Two studios chairs. were here. We were yeah. in. The, we were in Knightsbridge. We used to ferry yeah. across. Yeah. yeah. Crowned two chairmen. Yep. Sun of 13, coffee house. coffee house, Blue Post. But because yeah. all the sound studios were here, you'd, mm. you'd sort of book your sessions for three oh, till yeah. five oh, and yeah. then be like, right, now I'm, I'm done Everyone for the day. was wise yeah. to that No as point well. in going back to the low house Yeah, space. I'm just going out to the voice service. And once you tipped all the little chocolates from the reception <laughs> into your bag, the yes. whole bowl, and you, this is when they had bags. Yeah, I know. Do you remember, we'd have their bags yeah. in the office under our desks. And, and I think yes, we had I had drawers full of chocolates. We did, and we needed them. We, uh, we, we needed, needed the them. sugar. Yeah. We needed the sugar in the afternoon Absolutely. after being shouted at <laughs> by someone. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got any chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> you need and it. We wouldn't. We wouldn't get up. We'd roll up. <laughs> that's right. We'd roll us on the down <laughs> the corridor. Oh, no. I can chocolate. actually right now. I can see both of you <laughs> in your wheelie chairs because yeah. you're where your office was. Where so your office lazy. was, just reeling back to go. Because well, <laughs> we were under the stairs. Remember, I had, yeah. I was under the stairs. Yeah, I love it. God. They were good times. They were good times. I don't regret them. No. Any final words of advice for anybody? Well, voiceovers starting out in the industry. Have you got any wise words for voiceovers? Yeah, I think so. That's... Obviously, come to you to be their agent. Oh, yeah, no, but actually, we're no. To say that. <laughs> seek also, out a good agent. Yeah, yeah. seek out a good agent. Yeah, ideally, good agent. you. I well, no, because I'm not looking for new artists. Open to criticism. Oh, excuse <laughs> us. <laughs> please, please edit that out. Yeah, yeah. Get a good agent. Yeah, not Steph. Um... <laughs> not Steph because she's not looking. Build up some work. Watch stuff. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how little people watch work I and know. film. Because I was going to ask you earlier, do you do you find yourself when you're watching TV? Mm. Do you, are you listening? Yeah, listening. Yeah. And do you write it down? I'm watching, and do I sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder what that person is, or yeah. actors and things like that. I write down music and lighting. But I lighting. don't think creatives do that anymore. I'm not sure if anybody does that anymore. I do. I, I love bet it. you do. Yeah. Mm. And Melzi turned up earlier and had been to see a show recently and was like, I've got to, I've got to track this guy. The yeah. Down yeah, just all of that is still that. really super exciting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I think consume yeah. culture. Yeah, there's so much more, and there's so there's so much more of it. Get passion. Watch I stuff. Think you need to have a passion to for You've it. You've got to have a passion for it, and that would be my advice for anyone in any area. Yeah, like you've got to love this stuff. I agree, and I think when I very first started out as a, I was like 17, trying to get a, a job as a runner on any kind of film production, and I was working on a film called Patriot Games. Do you remember <gasps> with Harry oh, Potter? Just, just that little tiny film. Well, I was working with the wardrobe. Uh, and um, the set designer on it. I just, I was literally a nobody, work experience. And um, I was sitting outside the, the, his office one day at Pinewood, and they were filming at Pinewood at the time. And I, I was sitting there waiting for him, and this other producer comes out and goes, right, you're next. And I'm like, for, for what? <laughs> anyway, I end up in this office with this, it turns out to be one of the top, top LA producers, but I didn't, I can't remember his name, but it's on the end of the film. 
And I, was, I just thought, oh, they must be asking me about work experience or something. I don't know. So I end up. And he was like, looking at his seat. He's just like, right, what's your name? And I was like, oh, Stephanie Thompson. And he was like, so when did you last go to the cinema? And I was like, oh, Tuesday. And he was like, oh, what did you see? And oh, I just happened to see the pre prequel to this one. He's like, right, when was it before that? And I was like, about a month ago. And he's like, why are you in my office? If you haven't been to the cinema every day, like if you're not consuming films, if you're not reading all the magazines, literally laid into me and I was like, I'm just here on work experience. And he went, oh, I thought you were here for the job. I went, no. <laughs> you're hired. He yeah. kicked me out. But it was the best kick up the arse. I literally came out shaking. Yeah. But it was a massive kick up the arse to how serious he's like, oh, I get people here that do this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it made you re it made me realise how competitive this industry is. And if you want to shine out, you need to find a, a way. Well, how do you shine out? But, you know, I then joined every magazine, Go Empire, all those film reviews. Do you remember all those? Yeah. Went to the cinema all the time. I, I'm up to my game. And I think to these days it's got even harder and I think you have to really up your game if you want to shine out, especially, you know, as an actor, how do you stand out? It's mm. quite hard. Really? I think that is a, a fantastic piece of advice. I mean, I hope For that everyone. wasn't somebody. Actually... There's all sorts of film producers that could have been in that room who might have said other things when you walked in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was what my head went to. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Early 90s. No, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> no, but... Um, that's my advice to everyone. Like, you know, if you're, if you're, you, you know, my nephew's just done a, a degree in graphic design and he's trying to work. And I'm like, so you're really into, so yeah. what design books are you into? Yeah. No, you yeah. need to be You've passionate. got to continue, yeah. And, but I do think it's, that you have more access to that. I mean, you can find just about anything mm. you're interested in online. Mm. Mm. So it's easier to get cultural reference. Yeah. But I think you're right. You, if you want to be in this thing, whichever way, if it's styling, whatever it is, you need to be constantly looking at yeah. what. How I just do don't see out? how that would change. Yeah, you have to be engaged. And it's got to be engaged. Yeah. Know what you like, know yeah. what you don't like. So it's, it's as important to be able to say, I don't really like that and why, than to just be able mm -hmm. to go, I know what I love, because sometimes you don't know. Yeah. What do you look for? Is there anything that you'd say, in you know, when you over. come in for the first time doing a voiceover? It is a confidence thing, but I guess that comes with experience. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, I have had a few sessions with people who I think probably hadn't had that much experience, and you can tell. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, and then sometimes I think the more something goes wrong, the more the they get it in their can head. Can you hear it in their voice? Yeah, you yeah. panic. And so I have had a time where I've said to the person, I was like, just take a break, go out. Go and sit reception, go for a wander for 10 minutes. Wow. It's fine, don't worry, we're not angry. You know, it's important yeah. to say, we're not cross with you. Yeah, you've got to get through Even that session. Even though you've completely messed up completely my budget. Messed yeah. up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, come back. And then all the while you're thinking, right, if this doesn't work, who could I get in? Yeah. Like, you know. Meanwhile, yeah. But it's, it's hard. If you haven't got the experience, you haven't necessarily got You've got to fake it till you make it, exactly. babe. Absolutely. But on that happy, happy note, I'm done. You guys, you, are, you, you guys are you guys are done. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming in and we talking. We even that funny. Oh, you were. No. Did we Trust say any me. sex jokes? No, we didn't. No. <laughs> um. And that's it for the show. Hope you liked it. And if you did, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast. LVB Presents was presented by me, Steph Thompson, and produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions and recorded by Sean Dios at Jungle Studios in Soho, London. See you next time. Oh,